Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a mortgage that fits with a loan that fits... Member, Rocket Camp. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. We welcome you in wherever you may be all across North America, wherever you may be on Sirius XM 206, wherever you may be driving, whether you're driving to Timbuktu, to Portland, Maine, to French Lick, Indiana, it doesn't matter. We're happy to have you, and I will tell you this. At 11 o'clock Eastern, I'm not going to start with this, but at 11 o'clock Eastern, I have an argument so tight, so perfect, that I don't think I can get one person to call in to disagree. That is, and I'm not trying to swerve, that is an invitation. That is an absolute invitation. With the exception of one scenario and what I'll break down at 11 o'clock Eastern, I don't think there's one person who will call in to say, Ken, you're wrong, and let me tell you why. I think it's the greatest false narrative that we find, not just in sports, but in our lives. It crosses sports, it crosses lives, and I think that the argument that I'm about to make for this is so tight, so strong, that when we're on in over 200 radio stations all across North America, not one person will say, Ken, you're wrong, let me tell you why. That coming up at 11 o'clock Eastern, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I watched... I watched the uh, I, I watched the Lakers the other night. I ended up watching the Pacers in Miami earlier this week, and, and just seeing what Miami was doing. I, I like the Pacers. I I like the Pacers because I think they do it right. There's no tanking. There's no there, there's no well we play it off. There's no po- process that you try to get to work out year after year after year where you have to really go to your fan base and you have to make them believe in what you're selling them. There's no Sam Hinkie process where okay we're going to be terrible here for the next three years. But eventually, guys, this thing's going to be a powder keg. It's going to be a juggernaut. And it hasn't been that way for the 76ers. I, I'm watching Indianapolis, or I'm watching Indiana, and I'm really hoping for Indiana because I like how they do it. I like there's there's something that's nice about knowing what Indiana basketball is and Indiana basketball isn't. There's very little flash. They have had stars, but Paul George has seemed like a, a pretty sturdy star Pretty fine guy. I don't have to worry about some of the histrionics and craziness that we see with with some of the other major sports or some of the other major athletes across all sports. I don't have to worry about that as much with Paul George. Has a hell of a head of hair. Great strong hairline. Always made the joke, I bet LeBron would like to give a couple of games up in a series if he could just have a little bit of Paul George's hairline. I think that that would work out. There's a lot of things in the past that I've really liked about Indiana. During the Paul George years, after the Paul George years, the whole thing. I like how I can count on them that anytime I look at CBSSports.com or any one of the other major sports websites and you look at the standings, 
any any winner you look at it, Indiana's going to be a five seed or a four seed or a six seed. They're always right there in the middle. Their life. Indiana lives the American dream. It's what we all want. Indiana has stability. Good players, good system, not killing it. No showing off, no flash. They drive a a regular automobile. They live in a regular block, but you know what? They're not worried about their bills every year. They're not worried about their taxes. They're not doing anything that gets them in trouble. They are steady. They are the American dream. Good house, good school system. Not showing off. Not flashy. Mom, dad, the kids, the dog. Everybody's fine. The kids are good kids. You know, the son might might goof off here and there, but he's a boy, he's an adolescent, that's what happens. But it's it's usually an idyllic setting with the Indiana Pacers. They are, to me, the metaphor for life. I love Indiana. I love watching Indiana because it's just wholesome, strong basketball. They're going to get beat in this series, but it's just wholesome, strong basketball. I like watching this series, and I like saying it because I just laid this whole thing out about Indiana and try to make a metaphor for Indiana and try to talk talk to you about what Indiana basketball can do, I'm not going to sit there and spend an entire open of a show breaking down the Indiana Pacers versus the Miami Heat. I'm not going to spend an entire open of the show breaking down Boston and, and take it on the 76ers or even Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers, which are one of the most fun stories out there, which everybody says they love because they don't want to look like a front runner if they take one of the L.A. teams, taking on the L.A. Lakers and LeBron. And whether or not LeBron at 35 years old, whether or not Father Time has caught on with LeBron. And we'll get into that whole Michael versus LeBron thing. No, I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because I don't think you care. Ethan Strauss came out with an article just this week. He kind of highlights it. You don't care. And I want to ask a very scary question because I don't know what you guys are going to tell me. I can break down the NBA. I can try to. I can try to break down the playoffs, but I don't think you care. And I want to know why. Why aren't you watching? Ratings are down something, some 40%, according to Ethan Strauss here, from 2012 in certain demographics and certain markets. 40%. And I could look at this year and say, well, you know, it's not going to really help out a lot when you're playing regular season or you're playing regular season basketball in a bubble in the middle of the day and it's this weird finish of the season for some of these teams. Then you have to play a playoff. I don't know if, and I, I watched it, I don't know if Pelicans-Kings is going to get anybody hot in the shorts with or without Zion Williamson. So I have to ask the question, why? Because I think I have a few reasons. I think there's, first off, there is a little bit of what you have with logistics. NHL NHL playoff ratings are negligible. A little bit of an uptick, but nothing special. Well, when you're playing playoff hockey... In the middle of the day, on a weekday, it doesn't have the same connotation as the NCAA tournament. Guys take time off. They go to Vegas. They gamble. They, they buy hotel suites and go downstairs to the sports book and, and get in on these big, well, $100 to come on in. It's all you can eat and all you can drink and all you can gamble and the whole thing. People take time off for the opening weekend in the NCAA tournament. Makes sense. It isn't like that because it's been a couple of weeks now in the bubble and you, you just don't get the same ratings. So I think that that's one of the reasons I can't help but refuse to beat around the bush. One, I think, yes, it's politics. I can't ignore it. I can't ignore any of the politics stuff to it. 
Anytime we start to talking about this, there will be people going, you know, guys, I'm just uncomfortable with it, and let me tell you why. And I always want to say, well, that's ridiculous. Guys have always had political leanings. Guys have always had political beliefs, whether they were pro, pro athletes, pro football, baseball, basketball players or not. They've always had some interest in politics. Most of them have. In fact, we've even called guys out for not seeming to have an interest in politics in certain professional sports. We've tried to do that before. And, and I still think, well, we did this back in 2016. We worked up. We were worked up about the politics we were worked up about Colin Kaepernick but you came back and even this year there's so many of those threats going on on social media if they take a kneel I'm out I think you'll come back I think you'll be back and even with some of the political stuff whether you agree or disagree because to me and some of you aren't going to believe this I frankly I don't care I don't care that LeBron James doesn't like the president I don't care I'm in Cleveland Trevor Bauer makes Ronald Reagan look like Bernie Sanders. And when Trevor Bauer was here, I don't give a damn about Trevor Bauer's political leanings. I don't care. It doesn't matter. As long as he's not so crazed to a point that he supports some some form of domestic terrorism or anything of that nature, any sort of racism or bigotry, as long as he doesn't seem to support that, hey, no big deal. You're a conservative you're a liberal, I don't care, go out and pitch, go out and play good basketball, go out and play good baseball, football, whatever, and, and go ahead and do well. Because part of this is my entertainment. And if you have something on social media, and this is also a part of it as well, is that now we see these guys on social media where before they didn't have the chance to say as much things as they did in the past. Now they have the chance to get their voice out there and some of the things that they say, it makes us a little bit uncomfortable. But I never once, no matter what my political beliefs are, I, I've never refused to watch a game, refused to watch sports based on politics. It hasn't happened for me. I, I don't, it, it, and I think that this is more of a me situation. I've never once found a politician that I've been head over heels in love with. I voted for four different political parties. I have never found a politician and I've met politicians, I've talked to these guys, I've interviewed these guys, I've never met a politician that I am so head over heels in love with that if you say you don't like this person, I don't like you anymore, and that's the reason. I don't see that, I see that type of divisiveness, I don't participate in it. You like Trump, you don't like Trump, you like Biden, you don't like Biden, I don't, I don't care. I got my politics and I'll let it ride. I think that some of that stuff's overblown. So what's the real reason? Timing, playoff games in the middle of the day, I think that's it. Politics, I think that that's part of it too. I think that's a, that's a bit of a part of it too, especially when you do bring in some of the older demographic that when Nielsen does do the cable boxes, older Americans are watching through cable. They're watching on those Nielsen-rated boxes. And regular folks, or I should say younger folks, who maybe cut cable, it's not brought in in the same way the Nielsen ratings are for those cable boxes. Maybe that's part of it. I think maybe even... A bigger part of it is is that even the bigger markets struggle. New York and L.A. over the last five years, it, save LeBron's been there and, and, and the Clippers have been the Clippers now over the last two seasons. What really has, and I can't even say the Clippers have been the Clippers over the last two seasons. They've really only been there for one. And they've been a better organization than they were over the, over the first 30 years of their existence. They've been a better organization here over the last six, seven, eight Certainly since Steve Ballmer's taken over, they've been better. But if you look to both the biggest markets in the NBA, L.A. with both of their teams, New York with both of their teams, where's been the success? 
The Knicks are a disaster. James Dolan has probably taken the throne as the worst owner in professional sports, and I can't say anything more about James Dolan because he'll probably threaten to sue me if I say anything more about his very bad leadership and his very bad ownership of the New York Knicks. The Brooklyn Nets are trying to bring it together. You have two superstars who are hurt. You're not going to do anything until 2021. That's still left to be seen. LeBron just got to the Lakers here, now a year and a half into this entire thing. But remember, the Lakers were a disaster. Magic Johnson wasn't anything to talk about. Magic Johnson wasn't anything in terms of a leader that could actually bring this team here. The best thing, the only thing that Magic Johnson did was talk to LeBron James and sell the Lakers, and then he got the hell out of there. With the Bus family... Since Dr. Bus passed away, it's been an out-and-out disaster. The Clippers, where do you start? Where do you finish? Over the last five years, the biggest markets, that, that isn't Kobe anymore. That isn't Patrick Ewing anymore. You're seeing the same old, same old. Those markets are struggling. That probably has something to do with it. Also, and I go back to timing, if you're going to play games at 7 and 10 every single night or 7.30 or 8 o'clock and 10.30 and, and 11 o'clock at night sometimes, you got to have a lead-in. Giannis is a good player. Giannis is a player that NBA fans like. He teeters on the edge of stardom. He's not recognizable like LeBron. Not that guy like LeBron. And now that LeBron's off the East Coast and Kevin Garnett has retired and Paul Pierce, for as much as you want to say about Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce was a star in his own right. Not, not to what LeBron is. I'm not trying to start that argument. But now that those guys are gone in the Eastern Conference... What's my lead in? There's some good players. Jason Tatum's a good player. Do you recognize Jason Tatum Jason Tatum, the way that you recognize LeBron? Kawhi Leonard is a superstar, played in Toronto. Very quiet, though. Not the type of attention seeker that we need when we want to watch stars in the NBA. So if the Eastern Conference doesn't have a lead in, how am I supposed to watch big-time stars, the one percenters, over on the Western Conference? How am I supposed to lead into Zion? If Zion's playing most of his games at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, if I'm gonna, even if I'm a very strong NBA fan, I might have to get up and go to work. It might just not be my time for it. So if I'm seeing Western stars, but I'm not having a lead-in, that's going to still take away from the ratings. And the other part of it is, who's next? You have LeBron. Who's going to be the next guy? Giannis, just talked about him. Kawhi, quiet in his own right. Dame, Dame's a guy that basketball fans like to say that they like and plays for a market that is not a big market. More on that here in a second. Plays for a market that's fun. Plays for a team that has a nice history. Well, not a nice history, but a fun history. Even with the Jailblazers, you got to admit, some of the stuff that Rasheed Wallace did on the floor, that was kind of fun. We got to admit that. Plays for a fun organization, an organization that's easy to root for. Dame's an easy guy to root for, really tenacious, really tough, but it, it seems to be the fun thing to say. Hey, I'm a big Dame fan. Oh, you are, because Dame's a fun name to say. He's a fun player to watch. He's a fun type of personality to have around you. It's a fun team. There's a lot of fun behind it. But are you really going to go out and buy the merchandise? Are you going to invest the time? Or do you just say you're a Dame fan? Do you listen to sports talk radio and you hear someone say, oh, he dropped 61 points in the bubble yesterday. Oh, man, this Dame guy's unbelievable, isn't he? Or do you really watch? I think it's more of the first part. In Zion, Zion's a little young. I think he'll come into that. I think he probably is the next big thing. He's a little young. 
little chonky boy, has to get going, has to lean out, has to do that, and then as he gets stronger, I think he'll start to take over almost Shaquille O'Neal style, except this guy's got a jump shot. But I still think it's very early. I think it's very early for Zion. The other part is hope. If I can look at politics, timing, markets, the next big thing in the NBA, and I still can't put Zion in that mix, not just yet, I think the other part is hope. Baseball has their own problems. I can't put baseball into that category. Baseball's ratings have have had a little bit of an uptick because they're playing games at 7 o'clock. It's easier to sit down, watch these games at 7 o'clock. They're playing in different places. I know it's not a safe but their ratings aren't taking the hit because they're not playing games in the middle of the day, day in and day out, the way the NBA is. But they have their own set of problems. The NFL, I always look to them. If you're a Kansas City fan, you know that Patrick Mahomes, as long as he's usable, as long as he's the best in the NBA, he will stay in Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri is a good, nice town, a nice market with nice people, and I've been there. Let me lay all the platitudes out before I say this to you. You're good folks. You're nice folks. I've been there. You were extremely hospitable to me when I went there for an NFL football game, and you guys were terrible that year. Terrible. And had every reason to be surly, and you weren't. Well, you're not New York, and you're not L.A., and you're not Miami. You're not Dallas. You're not those cities, and you know that, and you're fine with that. Because you have Patrick Mahomes, and other teams don't. Patrick Mahomes, while he's usable, while he's great, you know that he's going to be on your football team until he's no longer a, uh, no longer an NFL football player. You know that. In the NBA, where's my buy-in if I'm not in one of those cities? L.A.'s L.A. L.A. will get back and, 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 and have that strong basketball like they're having right now. New York, I have no idea about James Dolan. We'll see when, when Kevin Durant's back and healthy and what he can do with Kyrie Irving. Still not out of the woods with all that stuff, but still maybe a little bit strong. Even Chicago has had a little bit up and down. Derrick Rose, if Derrick Rose would have stayed healthy, maybe things are a little bit different for Chicago. But even Chicago feels, what's, what's my buy-in? We hire a new head coach, we fire a new head coach, and the beat goes on. Detroit, even if you're the most ardent Pistons fan, where is your buy-in right now? When do you think you'll win another championship? And Detroit's probably the best example. They've had championships, and people make the argument they've never really been the most talented team in the championships that they've won. Detroit's probably the best example. If you're a Pistons fan right now, do you really believe that you'll be able to keep a championship basketball team together? I told you at the beginning of this, I, I come from Cleveland. And I've said this a million times over. If LeBron James were born in Sterling Heights, Michigan and not Akron, Ohio, I don't even know if the Cavaliers are still in Cleveland at this point. It's been a bad organization outside of LeBron James. And now that LeBron James is gone, the Cavaliers languish for the last two years. You sell your soul to make sure that everybody's there for LeBron. I understand that, but now the more I look at it, the more I go... I don't want to turn into the Kings. I don't want to be bad for 20 years. Please, can we just be maybe the Pacers? And a lot of people probably at the beginning of this goes, oh, the Pacers are fourth and fifth. Why does anybody want to be that? Yeah, Toronto's put together a tremendous, tremendous system. And even without Kawhi Leonard, was still a number two seed. I, I, I get that. But I think that's for basketball, strong basketball fans who really adore the game. For the regular fan, is it really a pull-in like we've seen in the past? 
Because if you're not in one of those major markets, the vacation markets, and now that players, and while we want to preach all day long about player empowerment, while these players we used to be the most money, if I could offer you the most money, that's where you stay. Because money in this issue can be a good thing because it keeps people honest. But now that we have the player empowerment era, and now that we have, well, you know, I might not be able to make this much money if I stay in New Orleans, but if I go to L.A., I'll make it up on the back end, and plus L.A.'s L.A. What am I supposed to do? Where's my hope if I'm about 26 NBA teams right now? If you're in one of the quote-unquote flyover states, and that even includes Chicago, where's your hope? I think for all those reasons, combined, politics, timing, market, market size, hope that your team can even compete. That's why you aren't watching. That's why you've turned out. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Why aren't you watching? We'll talk to Seku Smith, NBA.com, NBA TV, coming up at 1040 a.m. Eastern. You guys next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Seku Smith. 10.40 a.m. Eastern, also coming up at 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Jared Dubin going to join us, CBS Sports NFL writer. Talk to him about this whole Earl Thomas situation going on in Baltimore. The NFL maybe, maybe planning a playoff bubble, which might make a ton of sense. A lot of things going on. Fans in the stands, tailgating, all the other good stuff. We're only three weeks away from kickoff. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Sekou Smith coming up in just over 10 minutes. Let me get to the phones here. I just want to know why you aren't watching. Why aren't you watching the NBA? I'm still seeing good basketball. I'm still seeing drama. I'm still seeing great play. The defense, people argue about the defense. I, I just think that that's always a cop-out by some fans. Oh, I don't play any defense. Okay, that's just something your uncle says at dinner. They haven't played great defense in the bubble so far. I'll grant you that, but I don't think that's a reason to not tune in. 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to Ben in Pittsburgh. Ben, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much, Ben. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I miss you guys up in Cleveland. But, hey, listen, I think you are reading way too much into this. You're overthinking it. It has nothing to do with market share. Games are at 1 o'clock, 3.30 p.m., People are still working in the middle of the day. I, I There's okay. no reason. No, ben, 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 stay with me. That makes a ton of sense right now. That makes sense right now. I, I, I said that in the open. If you're playing games at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, this isn't the NCAA tournament. I'm not taking off for 1 o'clock in the afternoon, especially since we're just out of the pandemic and the whole thing and people can't afford to take off whatever. But from what I'm reading from Ethan Strauss, it's been a loss of, of ratings since 2012. That's, that's an eight-year period. That's a long yeah, time. Isn't it going to pick up later in, in the semifinals, Western Conference Finals? People are going to keep watching. I think it's just games in the middle of the day. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, I think you're reading way too much into it. But, but, but if, if I'm reading what I'm reading here with Ethan Strutt, it's not just about Ben. It's not just about this year. But over the last eight seasons, if I'm seeing a, a drop-off in ratings, remember when LeBron went to L.A., the first year when we didn't have any of this going on and people were playing at regular times, they saw a 20% drop. 20% is a big number to drop in your in your ratings, Ben. If there was more superstars, would people be tuning in in the middle of the day? I don't think so. No, I, I don't. I don't. I agree with you there. Like, when it comes to this, Ben, thank you very much for the call and the kind words. We miss you here in Cleveland. Um, I don't think it matters that much right now. Again, hockey has, hockey has stabilized a bit. There's been a little bit more... Uh, but fans want sports. 
And I think fans do want the NBA. When you are playing in the middle of the day, I think it takes away a little bit of that. Plus, baseball's supposed to be on at this time. Hockey fans, if it's still a stable number, I think hockey fans are watching hockey. NBA still caters to a general fan, just like the NFL. The NFL, there are plenty of fans out there. The people who I talk to, we're on Sports Talk Radio. If I if I talk to a Raiders fan on Sports Talk Radio, most Raiders fans, most people listening are ardent fans of their teams. But the NFL caters to a lot of people who aren't big fans. They say they might say they're big fans, but they go to parties here and there, and they don't watch the way they think they watch, and they probably don't even listen to this show, and they don't listen to Sports Talk Radio. The NBA caters to those types of fans. The NFL caters to those types of fans as well. Those two sports really do. In Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball seen a bit of an uptick. I think a part of that is because exactly what Ben's alluding to is that, hey, they play at 7 o'clock. Their first pitch is 7 o'clock east. So they've been playing in their stadiums, and they've been able to get their TV ratings back. I do think people want to watch live sports, and they're thirsty for it. Just look at NASCAR. NASCAR has taken a nosedive over the last 20 years since Dale Earnhardt died. They started NASCAR again. They were the first one out there. They saw a 16-point bump. That is a tremendous number in NASCAR. Terrence in Atlanta, let me get you in real quick. Terrence, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Hey, how you doing? Terrence, doing well. Go ahead. I think that... uh... You know, the one of the issues is that, you know, most people are home across the state. Most people aren't working. So I don't think it has nothing to do with uh, the time that it's on. I just think that you have, you have a sport where the only sport where people of color are actually being able to speak out loud on these issues that, that are out here. I mean, they're very vocal. LeBron, D-Wade, when he was here, um, Melo at, um, you know, at the sports center uh, banquet or whatever. But, like, yeah, just being outspoken. Being able to, to voice their opinions, being able to fund their nose of the president, being able to, 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 to talk about many different issues, I think that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Being able to, to take a knee, everybody during National Anthem at, at, that's inside Orlando, like that's the only sport where people of color have been able to it's... basically uh, be, basically be over the, uh, the owners and say and do what they please. Well, I, I, uh, Terrence, does it, does it make... To a regular fan, does it really tune them out? Like I could see somebody's uncle at a at a football at a gathering during 2016 going, "I'm not watching the NFL," and if you turn on the NFL, I'm walking out, and they walk out. Like I could see that happening, but I mean, Terrence, I I I've known baseball players and football and basketball players who are who are Republicans and Democrats and whatever. Does it make that big of a difference right now that people are not yes, tuning yes. in you know because why? of that? Why? Wow! Look at the country. The country is so divided down the middle. Like if people can't, you can't just turn a blind eye and say, "Oh, it's, it's the sport or it's baseball." No, no, this country is deeply divided, and it's this due to the, the you know our president being being in office and everybody being able to now speak their own mind without without being PC. So I think that now I think that that's a major issue because we are we are broken in half. You know, we totally are. I mean. You know, this, I mean, this is the only sport where these guys, people of color, are actually, you know, running the show. And these guys have guaranteed contracts to make $300 million from a sneaker company, another $300 million from their team. So they're empowered because they have the power. And I think that, that it rubs people the wrong way that they have such a voice. And I think people are turning off by that totally. This country is divided. Man, oh. it, it, well, I, I, then, then I think that maybe we're just at the beginning of this, Terrence. And Terrence, thank you very much for the call. If I, if I have a problem with athletes having a voice – I better get used to it because I don't think we're ever going back. 
I don't think we're ever going back to the way it was. We are way too connected as a society now. We are a global society. People have social media. There are people there who have a voice. There was before, when I was a kid, when I was a child in 1992 during the election, my social circle, circle was my friends and my parents and our family. And we all usually had basically the same political outlook, societal outlook as anybody. And if we were uncomfortable with something, we'd just turn it off. Now it's right there in our face with social media, and it's right there in our face with, with, with athletes. But now I can't, I can't turn around and tell them, hey, guys, you guys better calm it down here. Our, our ratings are dying. I think that then if, if, if what Terrence is saying is true, and I think it's a little bit, I don't think it's as much as what Terrence makes it out to be. I have to be honest. But I do think that if what he's saying is true, which some of it is to a percentage, you're going to have to get used to it because you can't go the other way. You can't tell him to turn it off. Because then you're going to look doubly bad. And now you're just going to make your own sport look horrible. 855-2124-CBS. Sekou Smith, he covers the NBA as good as anybody. He'll join us next. We'll talk to him about the ratings and what is going on. Who's going to win the NBA championship? And if Father Time is catching up to LeBron James, that's coming up next. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by the fine folks at GEICO. Did you know that right now, GEICO's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what GEICO could already save you. What are you waiting for? Visit GEICO.com to learn more. Jared Dubin going to join us 11.40 a.m. Eastern, 8.40 a.m. Pacific. Just an hour from now, we will talk NFL with him, NFL camp, Earl Thomas being sent away from Baltimore Ravens camp. There's a lot to get into with Jared, and that coming up in just about an hour. Joining us right now on the hotline, though, the NBA playoffs have started. We're about to bid adieu to the 76ers, and goodness, they could be on the verge of blowing that whole thing up. Let's bring in Sekou Smith to talk about all of this. NBA.com, NBA TV, one of our favorite guests. We love having him on in Cleveland, and we certainly love having him here on CBS Sports Radio. Follow him on Twitter at Sekou Smith NBA. How are we doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm doing a lot better than everybody in Philly. Um, in, in Denver, a couple other places where they're licking their wounds. What's if they get if this thing turns into a sweep? Are they going to blow this thing up? Is Hinky's process going to come to an end? What's happening here? <laughs> I like to hear Hinky's name. You know, shout out to Sam Hinky. Um, it, it has to. Um, I don't think you can. You know, you can't even use the coronavirus as an excuse if you're feeling this. This process, for lack of a better word, has gone on too long. You know, you clearly have a flawed team, um, a team that just doesn't fit when you look at the way the pieces play together. And and it's not like they're, they're out there uh, laying down. They're competing. They're just not good enough. The, you know, the pieces they have are not good enough to compete against a team like Boston at the, at the highest level. Uh, and, and the decision-making that goes on, Ken, you know, throughout the course of those games is just frightening. You know, for a, t- a team with Joel Embiid as your centerpiece, you should be able to build a much better unit around a guy with that kind of talent. It's, it's not happening. You're saying they're just not good enough. I was going to try to give them the benefit of injuries throughout these last few years. That That's just a weak excuse, I would say, to you then, right? Yeah, everybody, everybody deals with injuries. Um, you, can't, you can't look up and down the roster right now and point to a team that doesn't have a significant player or more missing. You know, somebody who would – easily contribute to an improved product that's, that's out of the lineup right now. So I'm not going to give Philly any more 
leeway for that than anybody else. I mean, you, you, you are who you are when you get to this point in the season. And if you're not good enough, you, you know, you're not healthy enough, whatever, that's all goes, that all goes into the gumbo. They're just not good enough to play to the, what we think is their potential. Maybe, maybe the mistake is ours. Maybe we've overestimated how good their talent is. Speaking of injuries, Luka Doncic is supposed to get an MRI today. What's the latest you've heard, if anything, about his injury that he sustained? Um, you know, I was up late last night like everybody else. You know, eyeballing that game, and, you know, we'll find out whatever the details are today. It's clear he couldn't move around. When he came back uh, to, you know, start the fourth quarter, it was obvious that he was at a diminished capacity. Yeah. And as good as Dallas has been, I know people want to sit around and go, well, you know, they're – a couple of plays here, there, away from, you know, having a, a, a lead in the series. To me, by the second quarter, you could see the, the separation coming. You could see the Clippers easing into a groove that I'm not sure the Mavericks, as of yet, are capable of getting to. They're still young. Their best players are still young. Yeah. Um, you know, Luka is going to have to figure out how to deal with the increased, you know, activity, physical activity he'll see in the playoffs. I don't think it's any coincidence. Then Marcus Morris, Kawhi, Paul George, even Lou Williams. I mean, they had Doc Rivers deployed everybody he could on Luka to put pressure on him. And, you know, a freak thing happens. You can sprain an ankle anytime. But I thought the separation was coming in that game way before Luka went down with that, that ankle injury. Siku Smith joining us on the show. On the other side, when the Clippers first got together, there were people going, you know, they're, they're, they're just clunky. They don't really – they haven't really gelled yet. Has the bubble – helped the Clippers come together as an actual team? Yeah, I think it's helping. I think I think yeah. they're going through that transformation right now. Um, I'll tell you this. Watching play in the bubble has reminded me of a, of a couple of, you know, basics of NBA basketball that we always seem to forget throughout the course of a regular season. You have to have secondary playmakers in addition to your stars that can, that can make plays in high-leverage moments, which, you know, in, in the playoffs, in critical moments, in, in big games. You better have more than just your stars capable of, of making plays in those moments. And the Clippers have an abundance of those types of guys. The other thing it reminds me, and, and I think about it watching Denver and Utah, you better have more than a couple guys on your team willing and able and disciplined enough to play the kind of defense it's going to take to win high-pressure games like these. You, you watch the teams that are falling off or that are not being able to, to, you know, sustain the level of competition you need, and it usually falls on those two things. You're not defending at a high enough level, and you just don't have enough secondary playmakers to make those shots that you're going to get off of your superstars in playoff games. Sekou Smith was with us on the show. Game one, Anthony Davis, a little timid. He became a man. He grew up right in front of us in game two. Is it smooth sailing for the Lakers for the rest of this series? Will the Trailblazers continue to give them fits? How do you see that? That's that's later on tonight, game three, but how, how do you see this this series working out? I, I hope it's smooth sailing for Lakers fans. My dad, the, the 70-some-year-old Showtime Lakers fan, I made a joke to him the other day about the Lakers not sleeping well after game one. He's been mad at me ever since. So um, I, need, I need them to get to smooth sailing just to keep – keep my relationships with family members in good standing. But they, I think Portland, again, one of those teams, if they wanted to point to injuries or whatever, they could tell you that that's why they're getting ready to lose this series. But they're not going to do that. They're going to keep coming at the Lakers. 
and we'll we'll find out if the Lakers have the kinds of players I was talking about. Those guys good enough to sustain the level of discipline you need defensively. And let's be honest, Anthony Davis has to play like he did the other night, every night. If he wants to be elevated into that next level or that that upper echelon of the true superstars in this league, we got to see him do it in the playoffs. We know how talented he is. We know how freakish his athleticism and skill set is. But that doesn't mean you've done it, you know, in this environment at this high level and sustained it for the for the amount of time you need you to be a championship team. I'm I find myself right now thinking about the Warriors. And I know they're they're out of sight, out of mind, but I just I can't help but think how high a level they had to play at for five straight years to make the finals year after year, or LeBron making the finals eight straight years. I hope that resonates with people now when you see these games in the bubble and understand just how difficult it is to advance and play deep into a playoffs every year. Have the high miles in time started to finally catch up with LeBron James? I would hope so. It would make me feel a lot better about him being an actual human being and not yeah. being a a mutant, you know, wearing human clothing. I mean, he's look, the guy has been unbelievable for 17 seasons in this league. If he took even a, a, a half step back because of all the mileage and, you know, seasoning that he's got on his body, I wouldn't mind it. You know, the, the Lakers had enough time, and they acquired the kind of superstar that should help take some of that pressure off of LeBron. He's doing this at an age and at a stage of his career that nobody else has operated at that MVP-type level 17 years into a career. So if LeBron takes any steps back, if there's any slippage whatsoever, so what? He, de- he deserves a moment you know, to, to gather himself, recalibrate, and figure out how he can be most effective on this current iteration of this Lakers team. I started out the show. I thought there were a few reasons, obviously. Bigger markets have struggled in terms of teams. Uh, in, in, yeah, I know the Lakers have been good and the Clippers have been, have been good recently, but over the last eight years, it hasn't always been that case. Uh, other markets, I think that they wait for their stars to leave now. That's nothing that we can control right now. Politics does have something into it. Timing has something into it. Why do you think there has been a downtick in viewership in these last few years with the NBA? I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I can only go based on the the hard evidence that I see. Mm-hmm. I got two sons who are, you know, teenagers, young adults, and I'm watching their sports viewing habits at the same age, and I think about mine, you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. The technology allows you to not have to tune in the ways you did when we were growing up. You know, the, the fact is, not only are there more options out there for you, there are different ways for you to find the entertainment you seek. So the NBA is not experiencing anything that everybody else in basically every you know, broadcast medium is experiencing. Mm-hmm. There are fewer people watching the nightly news. There are fewer people watching cable news. I mean, you can run down the list. So the NBA is not immune to what's going on everywhere else, you know, in terms of viewership. I do think, though, that we have to keep, keep in mind any, any trends you talk about in relation to viewership or popularity of a sport have to be framed in the proper context. You know, if we're not measuring these things by just eyeballs anymore, we need to use these other forms of measurement to make sure we're, you know, equipping it properly. 
And I agree. And I think the popularity of the game around the globe is that as that as you can you can look up the metrics of other ways to measure this stuff other than just eyeballs on a on a TV screen and know that the game is as popular as it's ever been. Seku Smith, find him on Twitter at Seku Smith NBA. Can't thank you enough for the time, buddy. I know you're busier in hell. All the best. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you. Seku Smith, NBA.com, NBA TV. Again, find him on Twitter at Seku Smith NBA, 855-2124-CBS. I'll get to some of the calls when we come back. I promise that. Yeah, there's plenty of reasons that people have brought up about why some ratings have taken a, a little bit of a hit. And we make a big deal about the NBA ratings, and and I think that some people want to make a big deal about the NBA ratings because of whatever beliefs they may have. Major League Baseball has had a little bit of a problem here. We could look at both of these things and think, you know, it. it I don't want to say it's regional because the players are big-time names. They're recognizable names. Steph Curry is recognizable in probably every country on earth. They are recognizable people, recognizable faces. When we look at regional games and regional sports, if you're playing at 7 o'clock every night and you're playing 162 games, yeah, if you're in Pittsburgh, you're going to watch the Pirates. You're probably not going to watch Red Sox-Yankees if they're on at 7 o'clock. You're going to watch your Pirates because you're a Pirates fan. Same thing in Kansas City and other places. In the NBA, I do think there is a bit of a change, though, because if you're not one of the haves, you're certainly one of the have-nots, and the worst thing about it is you don't think you're going to be a have anytime soon. You can't say it the same in a lot of other sports. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, I got an argument so good, I don't think any of you, I don't think any of you are going to be able to disagree. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 